Fantastic. Hey, it's good to be together, isn't it? Such a fantastic fellowship, presence of the Lord, encouragement, and lots of things happening. The, the photography club, the football club has got about 15 sign-ups already. The guys do this after, sir. I mean, not after service, about 3.30 every Sunday afternoon, but we're hoping to start slow once a month just to get our fitness levels back to what it was pre-lockdown. Yeah, that's, that's how long back we used to do football. Reese, you haven't signed up yet. <laughs> but it's going to be fantastic. Listen, it's great to be back. And I'm so looking forward to 2023. You know, I, I wanted to share a few testimonies of how the Lord was so faithful to us when we, you know, when we went to India after seven years. Of course, I shared with you one or two already. It started even before we left, and I mentioned that last Sunday. You know, I was, I was doing some photocopying down, you know, downstairs, and suddenly I, rem I had this thought in my head. Look at, the, look at the requirements that the kids, you know, have for some of their documents. And I mentioned this last Sunday. Uh, and then I went to the website, and, and, I real and I didn't realize they had changed some of the rules. And I needed to send some documents and make some changes before we arrived there. If not, they wouldn't have been allowed entry into the country. And all our planning and everything would have absolutely been, you know, torn apart in that few seconds that we arrived in India. And so I had no clue now what's going to happen because, as you know, it takes a long time, red tape, this and that. I just uploaded the documents and went. we went by faith. Praise the Lord. No questions were asked at the airport. It was only day before yesterday that I got an email saying, we've received your documents. And so, and so the Lord was faithful even before we left. Amen. Had I not had that thought in my mind, and I believe it's the Holy Spirit, who said, check, that, check about that particular thing. Uh, another thing, of course, one of the reasons we went to India was to do a lot of my paperwork, you know, a lot of my legal paperwork. And again, this was, I think, three or four days before we left. I just happened to look at some old papers and found a very, very old card, okay? Some sort of an ID card from back home that I had when I was a teenager, okay? Never even looked at it before. And so seeing that, and I thought, throw it back in. Just felt a prompt, take it with you. And so I, for some reason, just took that card. I thought there was not going to be any use of that old card. Took it with me. Anyway, we landed on the... On the Friday morning, uh, Ranga, on the Saturday morning, 4 a.m. in the morning, then went home. By 10 o'clock, I was at the, at the solicitor's office, you know, to get to start the paperwork. Like I said, uh, that was one of the key things for us to go. And lo and behold, he said, you need some documentation. He hadn't mentioned any of that before I went. He said, just come along. Okay, that's how they do things. Just come and sort everything out. And so sitting in his office, you need some form of documentation. I didn't have any documentation that he was asking for. And so he said, now in order to get this paperwork that you come to meet me for, you need to do this paperwork, which I had no clue about. Okay, there we go. Again, the typical run from office to office, from one place to another. And so that very same morning, we rushed to another office. Uh, we just arrived, okay, after a long uh, journey, tired, four hours from here in the, you know, in the coach and everything. And thinking, Lord, please help us. And so when we went to this office, the lady says, now you need 
this set of documents to get this in order for you to go back to your solicitor to get this paperwork done. And one of the documents that she asked for was that little card. How about that? Just when I never even thought there was value in that anymore, that was one of the criteria they needed for that paper. Again, that's a long story in itself. You know, there's a lot of red tape. There's a lot of expectation for something which we do not do, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but the Lord just kept showing his favor, you know, step by step. In fact, we were so tired when we even landed there. And one of the things, we've got to go through a long customs line. Okay, that's again an opportunity for some people to make some money there. And so we're standing there in the long line waiting for us to go through whether you have stuff or not. Sometimes they can decide what they think is, you know, is too much of stuff that you're taking uh, or not. I remember one year we went, this is the first time when we went back to India. Lyra took a lot of gifts for all her uh, big fat Greek wedding, extended family scenario. And because there were so many items, they thought we were taking them for business. And we said, listen, this, these are gifts. This is not to sell. They charged us a fine. Okay? So we're waiting now on the line thinking we've got that many gifts again. What's going to happen? And there's a, there was a police officer just strolling towards us. And in my mind, I thought, oh, oh. Okay? So the customs guys all in their white. Okay? And this is like the, the police officer coming straight towards us. I thought he's got some thoughts already in his mind. That's why he's confidently walking towards us. And I thought, okay, Lord, your grace again. And he said, why, you come, why, why did you all come to India? I mean, we, 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 look, we look Indian, isn't it? I mean, there, there, there must be a reason why we're coming to India. I said, well, I'm come to visit my parents after, after, after seven years. He looked around, look, go. Go. And I, I thought, like, go where? Go to this line, this line, this line. Go. And we just took our bags and the lines left and right and all the guys in white inspecting everything. And we're walking right through, straight out in two seconds. I mean, God, God's incredible favor every step of the way. You know, and like I said, we met, met some fantastic pastors there. Uh, again, never planned for it. But they were, again, I, I can't say much publicly, but doing some incredible work. And there was such a... A, a unity of heart when we met unplanned again it, it was a place where it was like a post where they come and go and from that place they go to the different places so it so happened that evening we went there there were a few of them there and so we just sat on had an impromptu prayer meeting spent an hour an hour and a half worshiping the lord i shared the word and the main guy who kind of pulled us together they were not very rich people okay they he said in my heart the lord laid this to give our first service offering to you. Now, it wasn't much. Now, their money, it was a lot. Okay, when you converted, it was about 25 quid, okay? But he had, they hadn't even counted it. It was, you could see all the notes, the squeeze notes that were put in. And he said, just want to bless you. And, you know, things like that. There was such a favor of God every step of the way. And, uh, of course, by the end of the uh, time, we were waiting for that, you know, the paperwork that I did to come through. Just before we came, it came through, which we thought was going to take long. However, they spelled my name wrong. Now that was, it's like as if the job's not done. It's like, oh Lord, back to the drawing board. Now this is like two days before we're coming back. 
back to the drawing board. I'll, I'll save that story for later. Okay, what happened after that? that that's interesting. And then, of course, we come back uh, to Heathrow. Now the holiday is done. We're ex I booked the coach, okay, from Heathrow. For some reason, I booked the 1010 coach uh, from Heathrow to New Newport. And we're out at about 7.45. I'm thinking, Lord, we can't wait for so long. So I, I phoned the, the National uh, Express guys. I said, listen, we just come from a long journey. We're, we're shattered. We're tired. Can we take your earlier coach? He said, your 8.5 coach has just gone, and the 9.05 coach is completely full. So I'm afraid you've got to stay there till the 10.10 coach. Okay. Went back into the airport. I said, Lord, you are able. I mean, I'm, I don't want to push too much. All the time I ask you, ask you, ask you. Listen, if we can get home early, you know, please help us. But the guy said, listen, you're not even talking about one seat being available. You're talking about four seats. That's impossible. You know, it's chock-a-block booked. So anyway, I told Lyra, let me go out at 9, nine o'clock when the, the 9.05 coach comes. And let's see what happens. So I go there. And there was the driver there. And I said, listen, uh, I'm looking uh, looking for some help. Before I even answered, he said, if you're looking for seats, we're com completely booked. Okay, house full, chock-a-block. In fact, it was only uh, our stop at Terminal 5, and then they were going to Terminal 2 and 3 to pick up the rest of the passengers. I said, please see if you can do anything. He said, at the most, I can just go in and do a check now to see if all the passengers from this stop have come. So he went and came out. He said, we've got four seats available. <laughs> God is incredible. You know, when we are his children, his favor goes before us. Not that it all the time happens. There are times he allows us to go through the trials, allows us to go through the battles, un allows us to go through the unanswered prayers. But listen, as a general rule, a blessing, because we are his. If we can just let that sink in this morning. When you and I are children of God, we have access to the resources of heaven. The King of kings, the Lord of lords is our father, our friend. And he goes before us. That's, I want to just share a little bit that I believe God has good things for us as his people in 2023. God's favor wants to abound even more in and through our lives. Because that's a testimony to the world around in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the financial uh, challenges, in the midst of everything that's going on, God wants to position His people to demonstrate that my people do not need to go down the route like everybody else. I have my favor upon my people. I look out for my people. I protect my people. I bless my people. And in the midst of that, it will be a testimony to the world around. Listen, while every other system is failing, if you put your trust in God, he will take you through, not just to survive, but to thrive in the land of the living. And not just for this life, but for all eternity. And so I want to just share a little bit, because the Lord laid these thoughts on my heart while I was in India, as we do, you know, you're praying for the new year. Lord, what are you laying on our hearts for the new year? We want a prophetic word. We want some direction as we get into the new year. And the Lord brought to my heart Joshua 1, chapter 1, and I... I, I read it a couple of times. I was meditating. And I put down my title, God's Recipe for Success. God's Recipe for His people to be blessed, to thrive 
in the land of the living. How many of you believe God can do that? How many of you want God to do that? You know, I still remember reading a story. This I know was Amy Matheson or someone who started the Four Square Church. It was the Great Depression. If you read God's generals, it outlines the story. It was the Great Depression at that point of time. There was no money. There, was no, there were no finances going on. There was nothing spare. Yet in the midst of that, God gave that church the resources. To, they're not talking about the building as being the, but it was a statement that in the midst of that recession, they built one of the biggest places of worship that was ever existing at that point of time. It was a statement that God is able. God is able. And if this morning we can lift up our hearts and our spirits and say, Lord, deposit something as we begin 2023, that whatever might happen through the year, you know, with the economy, with the political uh, scenario, with, with anything around us, because we are yours, you are the glory and the lifter of our hearts. And so God's recipe for success. And I'll start off before I go to my main uh, passage, that's Joshua 1, 7. Joshua 1, 1 to 5 is speaking about, it says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. And he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, and if you put that line there, this, is, this, this struck me for 2023 for us. The next, the next slide says, The time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River, into the land I am giving them. This is, hold on to this verse. The time has come for you to cross the Jordan River into the land I am giving you. And I felt the Lord just get those words, jump out of the Bible as I was reading it, for us as a fellowship, but I believe more so for us as His people in a time such as this. The time has come. The time has come for us to cross into the fullness of what He has promised into our inheritance. In the land of the living. And we're not just talking about financial. We're talking about everything. Talk about being the head and not the tail. The time has come. And he goes on to say, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. And he gives him the whole geographical extent of that. Verse 5, he says, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. In fact, I should have put that down because that jumped up. No one will be able to stand up against you. How about that? No weapon formed against you will prosper. And I believe that's our inheritance as we get into this new season, 2023, but not just a year. We're going to roll out something called week four in some time. But I believe there's a whole new season God's taking us into in, from this year. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. I'll just take a moment. And he's personally saying that to each of us this morning. I will not fail you, nor will I abandon you. It might not seem like that this morning as you're sitting here, but I want us to grasp it in the Spirit grasped by faith. I will not leave you. I will not fail you, nor will I abandon you. Wow. And when we have God with us, we've got everything. If Jesus is in the boat, whatever storm might come, we won't sink. 
And he, he's assuring us this year, I am with you in the boat. But then he goes on. He doesn't end with verse 6, 5 and 6. He then says there are some things that need to be put in place on your side in order to receive this blessing. Hey, so God wants to pour out his blessing, but there needs to be the vessel that's prepared to receive that blessing. As we heard this morning. It's, it's not, okay, God, you said the blessing is there. That's it. It just happens. There is a preparation. There's something that needs to be in terms of the vessel. And he, he outlines that in Joshua 1, 7 to 9. And we're going to unpackage that in the next 10, 15 minutes. But let's read Joshua 5, uh, 1, verses 7 to 9. And it's up on your screen there. Now he says, now the Lord is telling Joshua. So he first promises Joshua the blessing. All the wonderful things. Okay, I will be with you. I will not fail you. I will not abandon you. And wherever your feet tread, that will be yours. And the time has come now for you to possess your land. But now he says, what's the foundation? Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. Why? That you may be successful wherever you go. Look at that. That you may be successful wherever you go. That, that you may be successful whatever you put your hands to. That you may be successful in whatever landscape the Lord directs your paths to in 2023. That you may be successful. If anyone says God doesn't want you to be successful... Give them this verse. Okay, the religious spirits that say God doesn't want to bless you, give them this verse. He wants us to be successful. Moving on, verse 8. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. What does it say again? Second time, reinforcing. Then you will be not just successful, prosperous and successful. Wow, it's like getting better now. If you do the first one, you'll be successful. Add the second to it, you'll be prosperous and successful. Lord, I want that. Anyone doesn't want that? Anyone wants that? You're scared of the religious people. If I say I want to be prosperous, they'll meet me after service and say, that's wrong. Don't be afraid. Yes, Lord, I want to be prosperous and successful. Hallelujah. And then verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Again, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Because this is like the best bit. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So in the first two, maybe the first two he's saying, I'll, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll give you access to the bank, okay? So you will be successful, you'll be prosperous and successful. How about number three, the bank goes with you. <laughs> Amen. The bank goes with you. And we're talking of everything again, not just money. Our mind only thinks of money. Because we're talking of peace, 
chocolate joy. All the things that money needs to get us, we can sometimes get without the money. It's, a, it's, a, it's the abundant life, the happy life, the overcoming life, the life that when you get up in the morning, it's like, come on, what's the adventure today, Lord? Amen? With me so far? And so I put down five things that I believe the Lord laid on my heart when I was reading this again and again and again. We've read this so many times. I read this so many times. But some things just came out to me. The five ingredients in order to see what God wants to give us come to pass in our life. Number one, he says, be strong and very courageous. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. I mean, be strong, be courageous. I went into the Hebrew. I wanted to dig deep and say, what does it mean? It's a, it's, it's a straightforward statement. It actually says, become strong and become courageous. There's a slight difference. In other words, where you are, you've, there's an intentionality to become what he wants us to do. Become courageous. And I began to dig deep. The word is hazak in, in the Hebrew. It says, grow into strength. Grow into strength. It's not just a passive statement. Be strong and courageous. Yes, Lord. No, no, no. It's an action word. Grow into strength. What am I doing about it? So he's telling you, you've got to grow into strength. It doesn't just happen. We have a part to play in growing into strength and becoming courageous. Again, courageous comes from the Hebrew word vimas, very courageous. It says, be determined, steadfast, and intentional. In other words, I don't just automatically become strong and courageous because I say, yep, there's a journey into becoming and growing into strength and courage in God. Taking ownership for our journey, as, as Paul says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So it's not talking about work out in order to be saved. It's outwork. Work at outworking what's already been done for you. Does that make sense? Work at letting the finished work outwork in your life. There is an intentionality. Not just coming, sitting, going. Listening, sitting, going. There is some work to be done, which I'm coming to, because he outlines all five beautifully in those few verses. But right at the start, he says, become courageous. Grow into something. Where you are today is not sufficient to inherit those blessings. You've got to grow into it because there are battles that are going to come your way when you're going to get the blessing. How are you going to overcome that? You've got to learn, learn how to be strong and courageous. Number two, there is only one way. God doesn't have three, four different ways in terms of his principles. That's why he says there, do not turn to the left or to the right. 
In other words, if I say in my word, this is how it's meant to be, doesn't matter if the world has changed the goalposts, doesn't matter if Christian world has changed the goalposts, my ways are the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is only one way. You and I may try to reinterpret the Bible to suit us in the 21st century. That won't give us success. He says, don't divert to the left or to the right. How many of you know, even in the Christian world today, there's lots of diversions. We interpret things to suit our convenience. But he's saying there is only one way. There's no other way. Clear cut principles in the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. My principles will never pass away. My philosophy of how you need to live your life will never change. It's the same. And so he says, number one, become strong. There is an intentionality in growing into strength, boldness, courageousness. But there is only one way. The question now we need to ask ourselves going into 2020, do we know that way? That's the question. We may have been in church for 20, 30 years, but do we know what's that one way? What does the Bible say? What does God say? We may have heard lots of sermons. We may have heard lots of programs on television. But do we know for sure what is the one clear way in which God wants us to run our lives? If not, we're diverting to the left, to the right, and wondering, why is it I'm not seeing the success and the favor and the blessings? You know, Paul says in one of the passages, he says, listen, guys, you should be on meat right now. But you're still drinking milk. Anyone read that? Hey, listen, in order to walk in the fullness, we need the meat of God, his word, who he is. I'm sharing this because I believe there's lots of good things ahead of us in 2023 and beyond. But we don't want to be losing out because we're not following the recipe for success. Later on, not later on in the year, it'll be too late actually. Soon in this year, we're going to roll out a tool that will help each of us get to know the one way. We'll be able to measure our growth in God. Measure. How many of you know it's good to measure our growth? Our cars have an MOT every year just to make sure. And we're putting a tool together that is clear. From the day you start your journey as a seeker with the Lord, where can I end in this journey? Clear pathway. A clear pathway. What are the, We put five stages. Seeker. What's the next one? What's that? Finder. So after you seek, you find. After you find, there's a third level, transitioning. Many of us can find, but we stay at the finding stage, but we've not transitioned. There's a big layer called transitioning from the old to the new. 
The old has gone and all has been made new. We, we, we are going to define what does it mean to transition from the old to the new. But the tool will be in everybody's hands. So no more at the mercy of the leaders. You get what I mean? Leaders didn't teach us. No. Every, every child of God will have the tool in their hand. Why? Because we can work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We have the opportunity now to grow faster than what the leaders teach us now. How about that? How about that? See, the work of the leaders equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Not keep you dependent all the time. And so we're rolling out that tool, hopefully by March, April. So seeker, finder, transi transitioner, then comes fruit bearer. Hallelujah. Because we don't want to just stay in the transition zone for the rest of our life. We now want to cross over into being a fruit-bearing tree. So what are the steps? God? How do I, it's not just the leaders or few people uh, that bear fruit. Everyone's called to bear fruit. And so how do you bear fruit? And then you think, well, what's next? I'm already bearing fruit. You move from the fruit-bearer stage to the influencer stage. Suddenly, you're not just bearing fruit yourself, but you're helping others go through the same cycle. Rolling out that tool. Pray for us. We're working hard at it right now. A clear pathway. But it's all about this one way. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you. If not, we'll hear this here, hear this there, hear this, and wonder why we're going around, tossed, as Paul says, with every wind of doctrine and change that's coming but there is he says there's only one once one way i've been a christian long enough to know there is only one way there is no two ways oh, i think it's like this no one way and so he says don't divert to the left or the or the right but he says keep this be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the left or to the right, that you may be successful. There's always a, a carrot at the end. It's, it's, it's for our good. The Lord is not a taskmaster. It's not you do this because I say so. No, he's a father. We heard this. He's a good father. He wants us to enjoy life. He wants us to have good relationships. He wants us to have peace of mind. He wants us to have our daily bread. He wants us to live uh, good, happy lives in the land of the living. He wants that. But he says, my friends, there's a recipe that you need to put. So number one, become strong. And that's why the tool will now allow us to measure ourselves. Am I where God wants me to be? Not where Chris wants me to be. Or my connect group, where does God want me to be? And then you, then you nag your connect group leader. Listen, I'm still stuck here. I want to get here. Help me. And then we equip the leaders with the tools, how to give the tools and resource to the people because they want to grow now in being successful. With me this morning, 2023. Third one. There is no compartmentalization. recipe for success. He says, day and night. So it's not in the day I'm a different person, in the night I'm a different person. In church I'm a different person, 
in the evening, I'm a different person. He says, day and night, it's all one now. Consistency. Same principles. Same principle when I'm with believers. Same principle when I'm with non-believers. How many of you know we can have two, two masks? One we put on Sunday morning. Just when the, when the mattress is hugging us a lot extra. Oh, put on the then Monday morning, going to work, next one. Evening, I'm with my, my friends in the world, another mask. Listen, now he's trying to say, meditate on it day and night. So it's not just part of our life, part of the day, part of the season, part of the year. Secret of success in God's kingdom, consistency. 24-7, 365 days, year in, year out. These are the one way that God pro, uh, says is the way I follow them all the time. I follow them all the time. You know, Acts 17, 28, very special verse for me. In him we live and move and have our being. Listen, guys, that's what it's all about. Not the legalistic, I got to do this, do this, do this. We grow into him. That's what it's all about. We're growing into him and his likeness. Suddenly his mind becomes our mind. His heart becomes our heart. His desires become our desires. So it's not a mechanic, it's not religion, if you get what I'm saying. Do this, do that, tick, tick. No, no, no. Grow into him. Jesus said, you're grafted in to the vine. Our life comes as we are connected with him. Religion says, these are the rules, do it. They will interpret that point too as a set of do's and don'ts. But God doesn't say that's just a rule book. He's talking about relationship. In him we live and move and have our beings. I tell you all these stories I shared, I couldn't do anything on my own. But because we are grafted in him, hiding in him, in spite of our vulnerabilities, in spite of our fears, in spite of our failures, in spite of our shortcomings, it's his strength, his glory, his everything, his righteousness. It's him flowing through us. So when I walk, it's not Chris walking alone and standing in front of these uh, officers. He goes before me. He's holding my hand. We're walking together. And wherever I go, he's going. But actually, it's the other way now. Wherever he goes, I go. And so that's what I want to convey. This year, dive into God. Not just partially, night and day. It's for our good. It's the best place. No, what song we just sang? No place I'd rather be than in your love. In your presence. No place. I'd rather be. Don't let it be just a song. My friends, David understood what it meant to be in God's presence all the time. Not in a religious thing, okay? It's, far, it's, it's, it's every moment of the day. I'm communing. I want to ask us this question. How many of us hear God's voice? That's a big question to ask. I felt this question on my heart strongly when I was preparing this. That's why we need that tool 
Why do we need that tool? Because one of the most fundamental, uh, uh, I'm trying to get the right word, one of the most fundamental characteristics of someone who says I'm a Christian is that they hear the voice of God. Now, this is not to condemn us. It's to say there is work to be done. Maybe we are still at seeker stage. Maybe we are just at finder stage. But in the transitioning stage, we begin to know how to hear his voice. I think the greatest thing any Christian can have is to hear his voice on a daily basis. Moment by moment. My sheep hear my voice. They that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons and daughters of God. Not because I attend church. Not because I attend my connect group. Not because I read the 365 days uh, Bible reading plan. They're all tools to help us get to that place. That I may know him. That I may know him. What did Jesus say? What is eternal life? That you may know him. And when you know somebody, how many of you know you hear their voice? Derek, you know me. You hear my voice? That means we know each other. And so, listen, these are basic questions we've got to ask ourselves. Because, not because there's something wrong with us. Because it's available. We just need to step into it. We need to, it's there. There's no special people in the kingdom of God. Let's, let's nail that. 2020. No special people. God has no favorites. Everybody equal in the eyes of God. And so one of the questions, am I hearing God's voice? Number four, moving swiftly forward. Knowing, so we get to know, but we sometimes could stop at the knowing. It's knowing in order to apply. You've got to apply. And that's why, what does he say in which verse is that? Verse 8. Meditate on it day and night. Why? Not so that you have the knowledge and you can recite it by heart. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Hey. So it's not just about the knowing. He's saying meditate on it day and night. So that you may be careful to do everything that's written in it. Anyone with me this morning? Point four. We can have all the knowledge. But if it doesn't translate into what happened. And so the tool is going to have questions then. So if you've understood this, how have you applied it in your life? What lifestyle choices have you amended? Maybe you do a topic on forgiveness. Okay, sensitive. Application. Now, how many people do I need to forgive? And so it's not about ticking a box and getting a certificate. I went to Bible school. Have I applied his knowledge so that I can start bearing fruit and eventually be an influence for his kingdom wherever he has placed me? You with me this morning? Still love me? Still happy that I'm come back from India? So stayed there, Chris. Didn't expect this message on your first, first one. You should have been just, he loves you. <laughs> Listen, I love you. That's why I seek God. To say, God, what's for us? Including, uh, let me put myself in this as well. 
We're all in this journey together, day by day. Strength is key. Glory to God. But we don't want to stay where we are for the next 10 years, do we? We want the kingdom of God to advance. And so he says, careful to do by applying. And then finally, he sums it up again. Be strong and courageous. He says it again to them. Be intentional. Become, become, grow into all these things that I've told you. So it doesn't just happen at a snap. You've got to grow into it. There are, there's an intentionality. There's a lifestyle choice. There's a pattern. There's a daily pattern of growing that the school will encourage us to get involved with so that we can grow. Do not be afraid. Finally, do not be afraid by the task that's ahead of us. Do not be afraid by the battle that we might be facing. Do not be afraid by the opposition. And also which applies to me. Do not be afraid by our own smallness. Because sometimes we can look at ourselves, God, I can't do this. Who am I to go in front of these big obstacles and see something? It's not to us anyway. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Says David, when he went to face Goliath, I mean, there was no way in the natural. He could have won the battle. It was the Lord. That's why he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. In the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. Not Saul's armies. Not the armies of Israel. Because that's in the natural. We look at the natural assessment. Will it, will it work? No chance. But when we come in the name of the Lord of hosts, no more I. No longer I who live, but Christ. In him we live and move and have our being. Do not be afraid. Get to know what the finished work of Calvary is. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And so, closing with that story. So I get the document on, we're leaving back again on the Friday night. Thursday evening, the document comes, excited, tear it open, wrong name. We started day one with great miracle the day before we leave. It was like an anti-climax. So the work was done with spelling mistakes. So go back to the same lady who was by now a bit upset that I was coming so often. Then in order for you to change the name now, whole new process. Okay, Lord, I've got less than 24 hours. Not even conceivable in the natural especially in India. So she said, you need this, this, this document. Now another set of documents for the change of name. I know I don't have, don't have, don't have, don't have. She was like getting excited. The more I kept saying, no, don't have, she's happy. It's like she's rejoicing in my sadness. Then in passing, she mentioned one statement, passing. Well, if you have your school leaving certificate, maybe it could work. I mean, Nine out of nine, okay, 19 out of 100 people don't have that, okay? Because you're, anyway, you've passed out so many years ago. Somehow that stuck in my head. I went away, okay, in the initial moment, a little sad. After all the 20 days went by and all the 
hard work you put in, I got this, but now she's saying no thanks. So as I was walking home, I thought, what if I go to my school, which I haven't been to for, I passed in 1990. How many years is that? 33 years. No computers in those days in India, so you can imagine, if at all, any records. <laughs> they might give me someone else's record. So I go to my school, thinking this is like no way this is ever going to happen. But at least I can tell myself I've done everything. I told my phone my mom. She wasn't in Mumbai at that time. I said, I might need to fly back for this paper. But let's pray, I said. Let's pray. So I'm sitting outside, in the, outside the office, the ad admin office of my school, sitting there. Suddenly, one lady comes walking with me. Are, are you Chris Vaz? Are you Christopher Vaz? I recognized her. She was one of my teachers from over 30 years ago. She remembers my face. She says, I follow your Facebook. <laughs> I didn't even know that we were friends on Facebook. She said, I follow you on Facebook. I even seen your pictures from last week in Hooghly. I thought, this is scary. She is following me. <laughs> Try, tracking me. She says, last month I became the head teacher of the school. Come and sit in my office. So I go, I talk. She's saying, I'm very proud of you. I'm in touch with a lot of ex-students, but you are following God's ways. I'm so proud of you, child. Oh. So why are you here, by the way? She said, now what do I tell? It's a long story. She said, tell me, tell me. I said, I need a school leaving certificate. Cut the long story short. She said, Chris, you're talking of documents 30, 30 plus years ago. Even if we still have it, number one. Number two, where are we going to find it? Who's going to find it? Because everyone's on an audit this week. Let me ask the admin lady to come and see what she says. Admin lady comes, tells her the situation. Says, no, minimum we can give you five to six days. That's like, when you say five to six days, it means five to six weeks, okay? So we can give you five to six days. But in order for you to even start the process with the school, you need to go to a solicitor to get an affidavit saying that the school is authorized to give you a duplicate school leaving certificate. It's like, it's getting bigger and worse by the minute. I said, okay, I'll try my, I said, I'm leaving, I'm flying tomorrow night, tomorrow evening. So anyway, I don't even know any solicitor locally that's close. We always were going to one further away from where we live. Ma made a few phone calls. There was one guy pretty close to where we live. So I went there. He happened to know my mom because he happened to just become a Christian. Wow. Now he normally would take another three, four days. He sat there and in 35 minutes gave me the affidavit. 35 minutes. So I'll do this for you because I know you need it. Favor of God. And so I run back to my school. This is now Thursday evening. Friday we're leaving back. And the head teacher is like, what, 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 you're back so soon? I said, I managed to get an affidavit. She was like shocked. She got an affidavit so quickly. So now pressure was on her. She said, I can't promise you anything, Chris, but I'll do my best. 
do your best, and I really appreciate that, whatever happens. It was great meeting him after all these years. Nine in the evening, I get a message on the mobile phone. The document is ready. Pick it up tomorrow morning. God is so good. So nine o'clock, I'm back at my school, took a picture with her, put it on my Facebook, if you've seen, in her office. She, pray, she said, pray for me, pray for my daughter, pray for my family. Of course I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> Go back to the angry lady in the, in the government office. She's like, oh, you're back again? <laughs> I said, you said to bring school leavings. Well, she almost fell off her seat because you never can get that in less than 24 you had to say, okay. <laughs> Listen, let's stand this morning. God is a good God. Let's give him some praise this morning. Listen. Listen. This book of the law 